0: Hey, I'm Stacy, And I'm Casey. And this is the Self-Care Project Podcast. Where we talk about all things health and wellness and how it works into our lives as busy professionals, moms, and entrepreneurs. Come sit with us as we spill the tea on how we still manage to take time for ourselves and make self-care a priority. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And of course, share with your friends. Hope you enjoy. Okay, so um, the big buzz and what totally filled my Instagram feed for the last couple of days has been the Met Gala. Um, I am totally obsessed with Blake Lively's dress that was supposed to be influenced by the Statue of Liberty, but I'm also a little bit obsessed and uh, have some concerns about the Kardashian and the Marilyn Monroe dress um, and her 16 pound weight loss in three weeks. So, um, <laughs> I'm like, I wish that you guys could see Casey's face. Um, so we really Casey and I really thought that it was important in the wellness field to just come on here and chat with you guys about, about this. And I actually posted something from, um, so Healy. So if you guys don't follow her on Instagram, she's fantastic. Uh, She really dives deep into a lot of um, scientific evidence-based nutrition and mindset around nutrition and things like that. Um, And, you know, when we're talking about nutrition, we're talking about wellness. We're talking about um, this wellness challenge that Casey and I are doing right now for 30 days. It has zero things to do with losing weight. You might lose weight, but it has zero things to do. To do with losing weight. And I am not promising you that you are going to lose 16 pounds in three weeks. All right, so unpack some of this for me, Casey. Girl, I can't. Okay, first of all, let's just talk about Blake Lively's dress, the blue one, right? Because didn't she have two? No, it was one dress and she oh, untied it and, undid and it, it. Came okay. out as a gown. So it was like an orangish color, orange and copper. And when she untied it, so it was like a, a beaded gown underneath. And then this long train or like a thing that tied around. And when she untied it, it went over the bottom of her dress is this big gown and changed color from being like that pinkish, orangish copper yeah. to being turquoise and copper. And it was just beautiful. So if you, okay. I love her and Ryan Reynolds anyways, I just think they're adorable and, um, obsessed with gossip girl but whatever so um
1: <laughs> guilty <laughs> but, is charged
0: guilty guilty yeah okay so I had seen actually two different pictures but obviously I obviously didn't watch the night gala so I was really I didn't know if she did like a wardrobe change but when they ended when I saw like the blue like like you want to talk about it like stunner showstopper and like she's so beautiful but yo, let's like really get into what we're doing here um I, first of all, when I first saw, um, the picture, I didn't even, because of whatever she did to her hair, like I wasn't even tracking that that was like Kim K at all. Like I was, I didn't even, it didn't even like register to me. And then I no. saw it in somebody's feed, and I was like, wait, wait a second. Let me go back. Wait, and wait, it wait, came out, yeah. I was like, and then whenever they're like, oh, it's Marilyn Monroe's dress. I was like, no, I don't, um, I don't appreciate that. Honestly. Like I don't. They're not in the same wheelhouse in my opinion, but seriously, yo, 16 pounds in three weeks. Like, I don't know that I could be more upset about something and for it to be presented. I feel like in in this thing where it's like, almost as like praise. Right. I I mean, I think from her, like, it's like, I feel like it's like, oh, it's this, this proud thing. And I'm like, no, that's, that's such a terrible message for. Women and young girls across the board. Like I cannot believe that. Honestly, like I kind of want to know. I'd like to really dig and know exactly how she did it because sixteen pounds in three weeks is just mind blowing to me. Okay, so, so what she did was she cut out all alcohol, which is not terrible, right? And that's one of it, the first things that I tell I my down with that. is that that cut back on the alcohol at least. You know, like a daily thing. Just because your liver is what metabolizes fat, so if your liver is busy also getting rid of all of the alcohol and and everything else in your body, that it can't really do its job of metabolizing fat. So that I understand. Also, most alcohol, if it's beer, one or if it's a cocktail, comes with a bunch of extra sugar. So we want to try to eliminate those things. It's just kind of like you would also tell a client, you know, to trade out their soda for right water, right? So um, Absolutely. she cut out alcohol, she cut out carbohydrates. So she was eating no carbs, none, no carbohydrates, um, which is crazy. So essentially yeah. what she's done is lost 16 pounds of water weight in three weeks. So yeah, for, and that's the thing is like, people don't realize Right. What happens when Kim K eats carbs again? Because we know she's going to. And as a matter of fact, I think that she also kind of glamorized this whole, like I did all of this to lose 16 pounds to get into this dress for this event. Um, and then she had like some kind of crazy like donut thing after. Um, I'll have to look back and see. I And honestly, a part of me just doesn't even want to put my attention there or to... Right because I, they're glamorizing eating disorders yeah you know what I mean. Which, which may not be for disorder her eating. right yeah right which may not be for her but it de- you you don't ever know that that's not going to be a trigger for somebody else or but just the glamorizing that extreme weight loss but this is what it happens with a lot of people yeah. This is what happens well, I mean, with let's... a lot of famous people who are going to events like this. It's what happens. It is what these bodybuilders are doing when they're showing up for a photo shoot or they're showing up for a show. They're like drastically dieting. Does that mean that Kim is healthy? Absolutely not. There is nothing that is that 16 pounds of weight loss in three weeks can even be close to synonymous with being healthy. So I think that is the big takeaway for a lot of people is, you know, we see this thinness and we see, um, these shredded bodies and we think that that's healthy. Well, that's, that's not healthy. Um, and even for a bodybuilder when they're in that kind of shape, and I have a lot of respect for the sport, right. But even as a bodybuilder, they are only in that kind of shape for one week, maybe two, sometimes only for a couple of days. And you're really just kind of peeling everything away so that you can see what you've done with your body so that judges can see what you've done with your body. And then you go back to eating normal and training in order to make any progress, you have to go back to eating carbohydrates and fats and things like that. So those people take tons of photos, hire professional photographers to take photos of them in these, you know, in this very, very shredded, depleted state. And then they post those pictures throughout the rest of the year. Now, there's some people who can stay that lean throughout the year, but the majority of people, when they're that lean or they've dieted down that much, they're just not healthy. No, and they're miserable too. Like, let's be honest, like I want to touch on it a little bit because the mental game that goes into that type of sport, or even into what Kim K did, you got to think about it. Like, there's no way, like I'm calling, I'm going to call BS. If she tries to sell that, like she was completely fine and happy and whatever during those three weeks that she was shedding all of that, like, no way. And I love the fact he brought it to you guys, like you cannot lose like 16 pounds of like of actual like fat, Substance in three weeks. You cannot do it. It is not what happens when you cut carbs. You're losing water, you know? And there's times where there is a benefit to that, right? I mean, when you think about like if you are carrying a bunch of extra water weight and you're bloated and you're miserable, like there are some benefits to making adjustments to help your body feel good. But my gracious, like I feel like for all of the progress that we've made in helping women love and accept their bodies. I mean, like we're seeing, you know, plus, plus size. And I say that in quotes, plus size models on fitness magazines and in the pages again, and then to have this shit come out and be like, I lost 16 pounds in three weeks to get into this dress that let's be honest. And we may take some flag over it. She didn't deserve to get to freaking wear like that was Marilyn Monroe's dress. Like, are you kidding me? Like, like, I just can't with it all. (laughs) As soon as we take three steps forward as women and appreciate our bodies, we mm-hmm. literally took 10 steps backwards. <laughs> like, Do you have any a clients that I've worked with that's like, nah, man, like, no, there's nothing about that. That is a magic number. That is so low. There are very few people that like, that's going to be like their threshold. Right. You know, and I tell them, I'm like, listen, I'm like. Really to maintain. if I want like to maintain where I'm at, because I don't need to lose weight to maintain where I'm at. I'm like, I'm at least like 1800 calories. With what Absolutely. I do during the day, and so it's it's a ama- it's amazing to me. Like whenever I've worked with clients that are coming in, yes, they have weight loss as a goal, and then they've got in their minds like that this very restricted amount of calories. And then I say what I eat, and they're like, "Wait, what?" I'm like, "Yeah, man. Like you, your body needs fuel. You need to be able to eat, you know." And I'm like, and I can't even chalk up like good for her on the discipline kind of stuff. Like, no, like there's nothing good about it, like whatsoever. And I'll be honest, I am so it makes me so happy to see the people that are coming out and basically calling her out on this because like this type of stuff, like girls and young girls, especially like, oh my gracious, when you talk about eating disorders and you talk about body dysmorphia and you talk about all of these things that young girls are still experiencing, that women are, are suffering through and trying to recover from like how in the world, I wish honestly, like I don't even know who put it out there, but I'm like, I wish that nobody would have even said anything about it. Like just not even like, just like, just like kept that to yourself, man. Like that doesn't even need to be out for the world to know because uh, just feel like I'm like, it's such, it's such a promotion of disordered eating and, and unhealthy habits, regardless of whether or not. That was the was the direct intention, like right. That that is what you like. That's what you've put out there for well for people and, to see. Yeah, and the fact that um, the fact that the the picture that they want to give us for who they are is not really who they are. That's the thing that w- you don't really look like that. If it took you three weeks of eating no carbs to lose sixteen pounds to look like that in that dress. That is not what you really look like. And that's the part that bothers me. It's like, that's just as bad as photoshopping all of your photos in your skin. Absolutely. And let's be honest, she should have left left her hair that natural dark. Like you, she should have worn (laughs) her hair in her natural color. I'm like, you do not pull off blonde or whatever, whatever shade that was that you decided. Like you have just beautiful dark black hair. I think it's black. I don't know. It's dark brown. I'm like you're like, and the skin tone, that's amazing. And I'm like, just like, love your body for who you are. Like, I think even that, like she would have pulled it off so much better. I if she just left her natural, beautiful hair and like, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. And I, and then, you know, and I struggle because it's like, you know, here we are and we're, you know, we're criticizing and I want to make sure that it's like, people understand like, this is really about that weight loss. So it's like, it's not That is not anything that is, that is achievable. That is not anything that we should ever strive for, you know, and we, and we see it all the time, people doing these, what, what I would call a crash diet, you know, we, we panic and we, we've got this date or we've got some event or we've got some outfit that we've been wanting to wear. And we've not made, we've not created a system that works to help us hit our, help us hit goals and create healthy habits. And then it's like a sprint to the finish line. And we're doing all these crazy extreme things, and then what ends up happening is that yeah, we may hit that goal. She got into that dress. Can you imagine though, like what the next like week or so of her body is going to feel like getting back into normal stuff? Because she's going to go back, and it's, and it's not going to be this balanced bringing things back in naturally. It's going to probably this onset of like almost gorging in this in this way. Because just like you said, bodybuilders, like whenever you talk about what they go through and that deprivation and that cut, and like boiled chicken and broccoli leading up to whatever. And then they start trying to add some, but like they, I've had friends, it's like, you know, they go and they have these massive meals afterwards. And then they're like, it takes them like days, like days to recover and come back from that, you yes. know, and they talk and about how awful about- it is about that, like tens of thousands of calories. Um, and, and the crazy part is, is that your body is in such a state of depletion that you you will continue to overeat if you're eating intuitively because your body is like, oh, This is not where I'm supposed to be. And they talk a lot about reverse dieting. If so, if you're not familiar with the process of reverse dieting, somebody like Kim Kardashian, who's eating zero carbs, if she wanted to maintain that level of leanness, she because she's obviously going to be in a really, really high deficit, but also pulling the, that water, carbohydrates are carbohydrates, they contain water. So every Mm -hmm. gram of carbohydrate that you eat is putting water into your body. But, Mm -hmm. um, when she eats those carbohydrates, if she just goes and goes from eating zero carbohydrates, eating two or 300 grams of carbohydrates to support her normal daily activity, that it's just going to flood her body with water. And she's going to gain a whole bunch of weight gain mass right so yeah. gain water weight gain whatever so she may be able to maintain the fat loss that she had but the majority of what she lost was water so as soon as she eats all this carbohydrates she's just going to gain all that back mm-hmm. but when you do a reverse diet it really takes a lot of discipline because you're fighting against a biological component that is saying your body is not supposed to be this lean. Your body does not function properly this way. I need you to get as much food in you as possible in the shortest amount of time so that we can get back to where we're supposed to be. And that's the part that is just really hard for a lot of people to understand is that it's a, if you want to maintain where you're at, it is a slow strategic process to go from eating in a really serious deficit, mm-hmm. especially low carbohydrate and be able to add those calories back in slowly so that your body doesn't just freak out Blow up. and yeah. that's well, and it's a, me- it's a metabolic thing. And so mm-hmm. a lot of women talk about the metabolic impact of depleting like that. And what happens to their body, what happens to their hormones, your metabolic rate gets dropped so low because your body is, and I hate the term starvation mode. I hate it. Right. Because if starvation (laughs) mode really were a thing starving kids in Africa or starving kids anywhere would not be so thin. Right. So we know that being in a deficit, you will lose body fat. You'll lose mass, but it has an impact on your hormones of course, of it, does. Of course just it does not just sex hormones, but all of your hormones. And I think it's just really important for people to understand that the damage that can be caused from something like that hormonally could last years, years. Yeah. You may never be able to recoup that, especially yeah. if you have a habit of continually doing that up, down, up, down cycle that you just destroy your body's metabolism. And it takes a long time. Of nourishing your body properly and not being in a deficit to be able to fix that. Absolutely. So I feel like the takeaway from today is, don't be like Kim K. <laughs> like have some balance. You know, it, it really is. But it's it's balance, right? And it's healthy habits and it's sustainable actions that get you to where you want to go. But I think the other part of that too, is not even just saying, okay, healthy habits to get, to hit your goals, making sure your goals make sense, making sure your goals are going to be achievable for your body and your body type. Because I think that's something else. I really try to, I almost discourage clients from coming in and saying like, I want to weigh X, right. I want to weigh this amount. Right. And it's like, no, you know, and I've even kind of started change my mindset when women come in and they say, I want to feel the way that I did or look the way that I did before I had kids. Okay. Yes. We can try to work on that, yo, but your body went through a really amazing, really traumatic process in growing that human. So to have an expectation that you're going to look at 35 or 40 after maybe multiple kids, and you're going to look this, you want to look the same way you did when you were Twenty, before you had kids, and you want to, and you want to, you want to feel that way again, like, like it's we need to talk about expectations, right? Because like we we know, and we're going to talk about we we've got it in the schedule of things to talk about in the future. But when we talk about hormones and estrogen levels and all of these things, all of these fluctuations that our bodies go through, you can't stop any of that. Like that is part of our natural progression and aging process. And there are some of those things we again. We can functionally support our bodies in the stages of life that it is, but you can't go back to, to when you were 20, you know, your body has gone through changes that you cannot reverse. You can't reverse it. You can't, you can't go back. And so I think that that's something that's really important for people to understand is like, we need to work on goals. We need to have goals that make sense for our body and make sense for where we are in life, because that's the only way that we're really going to get to a point where I think that we really feel like that we've achieved and we're, we're accomplishing things. Right. Because I mean, you just can't go back. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like being realistic about, uh, or not realistic, but having a better understanding of body composition. I think that a lot of people like my body composition has been better after having two kids at 40 years old. Than it was when I was 20 years old, just because I have more lean muscle mass and mm-hmm. I have 20 some years of weightlifting and building all of this muscle. And, but if you, if I told somebody that I wanted to weigh 117 pounds, like I did when I was 20 years old, I there's no way I have more than 117 pounds of muscle on my body. So they're like, my lean mass weighs more than that now, because I've had all these years, of just growing and strength training and doing all of these things. Does, do I still fit into the same clothes? No, but does not body composition look better maybe than it did when I was in my twenties or maybe right after I had both of my kids? Absolutely. But if you're, you're just looking at how much you weigh or what size you are, that doesn't really have the same kind of, like you just need to think about I would rather hear somebody say, I want to look good naked
1: <laughs> Yeah, to say absolutely. that they want to wear a
0: size two again. It's like, it's yeah. like, all right, let's talk about what your real goals are here. Like, what are you saying? Are you saying that you felt comfortable in your own skin when you were 20 years old or before you had kids or when you weighed 115 pounds? Is that what you're really saying? And how can we get you there in your current body? with your current comp, you know, and just change your body composition and not worry about how much you weigh or not worry about what size you are. Because the reality of it is is that even in even in the last five years or six years of my like really thinking about my strength training journey, my body composition has changed so much. And if I were only looking at how much I weighed, I would really be frustrated. Yeah. I mean, I'm so, like, I love what you said because it's like, listen let's make the goal, leaving the lights on when we have sex at night. Right. Because how many women walk into their room and they're like, turn the light off. Like, I don't want to say, like, I don't want, you don't want your husband or your spouse to see you, you know, and we all go through that. Like, you know, I mean, and it's, and it's, I, and we all go through that regardless of what our weight is. You know, it's like, I, I will say this, like my weight now, I, I mean, I fluctuated like I'm probably realistically about where I was in high school. Right. Um, even after having three kids, like my weight hasn't changed a whole lot but my body has still changed massively. Right. Like I don't have a lot of stretch marks on my stomach, but I have got some loose skin now. Is it like significant? Not really, but it's still something that I'm self-conscious about. Right. And so when it's, but it's understanding that like, I, I, I put the scale almost in the same category as like BMI, like, yo, like can doctors please just like step away from the BMI. Like it is so obnoxious, like, especially because they've started using BMI as a way to gauge how much weight a woman should gain during pregnancy.
1: Yeah. The fact that you think that women have
0: that much kind of control, not without some sort of kind of crazy strict dieting. Now, again, if you've got medical things going on where you really have to be conscious of stuff, that's not what we're talking about. Right. But when I was, when I was pregnant with Riley um, my girlfriend and I, I had a girlfriend and I were there pregnant at the same time. And the nurse practitioner that we had, um, was like, had no qualms about talking about women and weight and all of these things. You know, and she literally said to her, you know, your goal really is to not gain any weight during this pregnancy. Okay. The only way you don't gain weight during pregnancy is if you're actually losing weight during pregnancy, because excuse me, you're growing right. a human. <laughs> like you're growing something inside of you that's going to add weight so the only way that you right. cannot not w- gain weight during pregnancy is to actually physically be losing weight while also pregnant and growing a human so it's like boy they, you know it's just like there's these things where I'm just like oh my gracious you know and it all just it all just in my opinion like it all just comes back to like functional living functional nutrition supporting our bodies loving our bodies you know mm-hmm. and And in doing that and understanding really so that we can set very realistic goals and have achievable processes in place that are going to allow us to get there. Right. And I think that, that the part that a lot of people are not talking about with your weight loss or with your body acceptance and your health journey is the mental part of it. Like, where are we talking about, about what it takes for women to and it's not even really women, to be honest, it's more men than we actually give them credit for, but where, what is the mental impact and what does it take to be able to really love your body, to be able to really just be accepting of where your body is and to really appreciate where you are in the journey, right? That for me, going to the gym and showing up every day, or getting my steps in, or making sure that I'm eating healthy, is not about weight loss, right? It's not right. about that. It is literally just about the journey of being fit, and it's just part. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Somebody asked him, like, you know, what would you, what, why do you go to the gym every day? And he's like, well, what else would I do? <laughs> like, it's like, well, why do you breathe? Why do you breathe every day? Well, and I understand not everybody's like that. But, um, for, you know, a lot of people, it's just really understanding that you just, it's important to adopt some healthy habits so that you are supporting your body every day with these healthy things like hydrating and eating healthy and getting your vitamins and things like that. Absolutely. So yeah, the takeaway, don't be like Kim K. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the takeaway is, man. Yeah, do I like mean, Kim damn. K. Wear wear the dress, dye your hair purple. Who gives a crap? But yeah, you don't need to, you don't need to lose sixteen pounds in three weeks in order to be able to wear the dress, to wear the swimsuit, to go on the vacation, to take the photos. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah, absolutely. I know. All right, all right. I th- I think that's gonna wrap it up for us today. But thanks, thanks for coming to our TED talk. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We love y'all. Bye. Love you. Oh. And I don't want to do that. Stop.